All right, so my name is Brad. I'm the middle school pastor here. I'm glad you guys are here, man. This is week two of relationship goals. So hopefully that game got you going thinking about relationships. Uh, Tyler, if you were here last week, did an awesome job of setting us up, getting into this, about what a relationship is about, what it's for. And it is not about being selfish, was one of the big things we talked about last week. And uh, one of the other big things we talked about is the point of a relationship is to know and to serve who? God. That is the point of a relationship. Now, I want you to actually think about that for a second. And then think about if that's the point of most of the relationships that you know. Is it for those people to know and serve God? Because that's the point of a relationship. That's why it exists. God created them. So... If that's not the reason for the relationship existing for you or somebody else that you know, is the relationship serving its purpose? I want you to think about it. You don't need to answer it out loud. I just want you to be thinking about it because that's the stuff we're going to be wrestling with through the course of tonight in the next two weeks after tonight because there's a lot to talk about when we talk about relationships. And all of you are in a different place with this. Tyler talked about this last week. Man, some of you have like, you're like not interested at all in dating at all, and that's cool. And then some of you have been dating since you were, you know, in third grade. Um, And and I say dating very loosely, that all you did was you shared a milk at recess, you know? Um, It's not like you can pay for a date or anything when you're in third grade. Um, And and a lot of you would struggle to pay for something now too, because you don't really have a job. Some of you do have a job and you could pay for that and that's cool. Um, Some of you are like, man, I'm not gonna date until I'm 25, graduated from college. Um, I'm just gonna focus on school and getting a good job and all that stuff and that's fine. Some of you are, are gonna date later in high school. Whenever you date, whatever. The point of this is not necessarily when, even though we would encourage you to not date in middle school. The point isn't when. The point is what do you do when you do? So, last week we got it set up. This week we're going to go into it more. And so we're going to go back to Genesis. So, Tyler talked about this a little bit last week, going into Genesis chapter 2. Um, the reason we go to Genesis chapter 2 to even, even be a part of this is because you see the very first man and the very first woman created. And we see the very first relationship in Genesis. So we learn a lot at the very beginning of the Bible with these two people, Adam and Eve, and why they were created and what their purpose was. So we're gonna read this together and we're gonna get into it because it's gonna lead into the role of a guy and a girl in a relationship because that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight. What are our roles in this relationship? What is a guy supposed to do? What's a girl supposed to do? Other than guys, you need to be opening the doors for the ladies and you need to not burp and pass gas in front of them. Ladies, same thing back to you. <laughs> don't, don't do that in front of us. Um, other than those things, like the, the kind of rules of conduct type stuff, like what's your actual role in a relationship? Is the dude's role to like beat any dude up that looks at his girl the wrong way? Is that the dude's role? Is the, is the girl's role to provide the dude with anything he wants, like food or a little shoulder rub if his, his back's tight or to, to bring him his, his slippers when his feet are... I mean, what, what are the roles? Like, what are you supposed to be doing? So we're going to get into some of this stuff. So let's look at Genesis chapter 2. We're going to take it all the way back to verse 15. 
And this is what it says. It says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Two things we want to find out in those verses is that God gave Adam a job. What was his job? To take care of the garden. He was a gardener. If you ever wonder what the first profession was, that's it, gardener. His job was to take care of the garden. It was to take care of the world God had just created. Then he gave him a command. So he gave him a a job and then he gave him a command. The command was to what? Not eat eat from that one tree. tree. Right, don't eat from that one tree in the garden. Everything else, you're good to eat from. Just don't eat from this one tree and take care of everything I just made. Cool, that's your job, and there's your command. But then in verse 18, right after he gave 17, he looks at Adam and he says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So Adam has this job and he has this command. God looks at Adam and says, listen, guys can't do this alone. I know it seems simple, right? Like take care of the garden, don't eat from this tree. He's gonna mess this up. So I'm gonna make somebody to help him, all right? He's, he needs someone to compliment him, like to work with him on this, to enable the job and the command to actually get fulfilled and happen. So this is when we see him create a woman after he creates Adam. Now, before we jump into that, um, I want to talk about this word helper, a helper suitable for him. Because sometimes you look at a, a little phrase like that, like a helper. Like if, if your mom or dad look at you and you're, you're going to be my little helper. Like what do you think when somebody says that to you? Like when mom and dad say that to you, you're going to be my little helper. Like you probably feel uh, like little, like little for one. Like, oh, I'm your little helper. That's so cute. It's like I'm your little elf and you're Santa. That's kind of the way it sounds, right? Like helper. But the way that this is talking about helper is not like this demeaning thing. It's not like a lesser role, okay? So when God says, I'm going to make a helper suitable for Adam, it's not like I'm going to make this servant for Adam. I'm not going to make this person that's not as important as Adam to help Adam out. It's actually the same help word that we see used in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. And this is what that verse says. And this is talking about God. It says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mapai and Shin, and he named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the, God, the Lord has helped us. So the way the Lord helped Israel is the way he's creating this person to help Adam. So this is not like a little helper. He's just talking about himself in the same way. So the way this helper is meant to help is the same way God is meant to help us. And so a relationship is meant to help each other know and serve God, okay? It's the thing that Tyler set up last week. It's the thing I said at the very beginning. If our, if our purpose of having a relationship with a guy or girl is to know and serve God. We need to get why we are who we are in the relationship. And God is saying you are meant to be a helper to the other person to know and serve God. So check out this picture. 
This is kind of a standard relationship picture, like an engagement picture or something like that. Like when you see this picture, I'm already hearing oohs and ahs. Like when you see this, this is kind of what we all hold an image like this, like something like this in our head as far as what a relationship is, right? Like a guy and a girl holding hands in some setting. It's so sweet. It's so awesome. They probably just said how much they love each other. He probably just gave her a flower. And she probably said, man, you're so swole. You're so big and masculine. I don't know. I don't know what was said. But we all have pictures like this in our head. Like we start to think about, maybe you think of a Disney cartoon and and a princess fairy tale type thing when you think of romances and relationships. Hey, no throwing stuff, guys. Not cool. Um, So you you have an idea in your head. Maybe it's something like that. But the, the reason I threw that picture up there is because when you see hands holding, I love that because it's reinforcing this idea that God actually set relationships up in the first place. It's meant to be a team effort. A relationship is a joining forces of two people. Two people saying, okay, we're going to come together to tackle life. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me. It's not one over the other. It's not one's more important than the other. And so when you hear things like what Tyler talked about last week about not having selfish ambition in a relationship, if you come into it with that, you automatically are setting the relationship up to fail. Because the relationship is not meant to be about either one of you. It's meant to be about God and both of you together going after him. So with that in mind, and that kind of picture in our head, let's keep going with Genesis, verses 19 through 22 of chapter two. It says, now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. We could talk about that for a while. It would be kind of fun to figure out how he came up with names, but we're not gonna do that. We gotta talk about relationships. So uh, next verse. So the man gave names to all the wild stock, um, all the livestock, the birds in the, in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God calls caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken from the man and he brought her to the man. So God looks at Adam, says, okay, this isn't gonna work out well. I gave him this job, I gave him this command. He's not gonna do this well by himself. He needs somebody to help him the same way I help him And so I need an equal partner in this thing, him and her. Um, So I'm looking around and he, you know, he just named this thing a cow. He just named this thing a dog. He just named this like demonic thing a cat. Uh, He he just named this other thing a platypus, whatever that is. Um, So none of these things look like they're going to really help him much. Like these things are not going to be good helpers for Adam, okay? So I'm going to make a new thing. Did y'all realize that Eve... A woman is the last living creature that God created. Did y'all realize that? Last thing. Have you ever heard the best for last? That's all I'm saying. So God makes, and he doesn't say that, by the way, best for last. It's just a saying that's out there. So if you want to take it that way, you can. Um, So God puts him to sleep and takes part of his rib and then creates from the rib a woman. 
And this is the helper he was talking about. He was the partner. This, this woman is the partner that was meant to help the man. Her name was Eve. And Adam and Eve formed this union, this bond, this thing that we see that's sacred all through Scripture, all through the Bible, but then also in everyday life called marriage. They create this. God creates this with them. Now, he just said that all the animals were created out of dirt. What was Adam created out of? Dirt, yeah. They're all created out of dirt, everything. God's able to take dirt and make life. And so Adam's made out of dirt. God made Eve from Adam, so Eve is also made of dirt. So this is what we all are. Men, women, doesn't matter. You're both this, dirt. Now, dirt by itself is not very special. Would you agree? Like you look at that and you're like, okay. <laughs> that is true. Way to go. Um, but you look at that and you're thinking, man, if, if, if I touch that, I want to wash my hands. Or, man, that's boring or... That it doesn't look like there's much life in it. And the thing about dirt is there, there isn't life just in dirt. Like dirt doesn't create life. That's what makes it so amazing that you're here and that I'm here. Because it's pointing us right back to the fact that God is there and he exists. He made us out of that. We were nothing and then we were something because he said so. And so all that is to say, men and women are on the same playing field. We're all brought to life through God. God created us both. And God made us both to work together to know and serve him. And so our roles in relationships are of equal importance. A guy's role is not more important than a girl's role. A girl's role is not more important than a guy's role. Each of us can sometimes get on, on our, our kind of high horse and, and get kind of prideful and think that we're more important than the other. But neither one of us are. And any time we think we are, we've gotten unbalanced and we've gotten unbiblical with how we view relationships. So when we're talking about roles and the role of a woman and the role of a man, the role of a wife and the role of a husband, one is not more important than another. And the way things are worded in the Bible, sometimes it seems like it, it, it's not that way. You might think, especially the way some of these certain verses are worded, that a guy is more important, right? That a guy's like the boss of a relationship. And even some things that we've heard from maybe grandparents or parents through the years might even enforce the fact that guys are supposed to be superior to, to ladies in some type of way. Okay, so here's what I, I need you to know about that. It isn't true. It's not true. God doesn't set it up that way. And so here's a verse that actually seems like it's saying something that enforces the fact that that's true, but I'm gonna say that it doesn't. So let me read this to you, and then you tell me what you think, okay? First Peter chapter three, verse seven. It says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of grace, of the grace of life, so that your prayers may be, may not be hindered. Okay, so that verse was doing fine, right? Um, 
husbands, live with your wives. Okay, yeah, if you're married and you have a wife, live with her. It makes sense. Um, and, and have an understanding, like, in an understanding way. Like, try to understand her. It's very frustrating when guys don't try to understand, right? Would you agree, ladies? When guys don't even try. Like, you say something to them, and they just give you that, Duh. And then you say, what are you thinking? And they're like, nothing. I'm just going to tell you, that's actually true. They're not thinking anything. There's no mystery there. Um, so the verse is doing fine, but then it says, show honor to the woman. Okay, that's good. That's still good. We're doing well still. Show honor to the woman. We want to do that. That's good. Show honor to the woman. As the weaker vessel. Time out. Weaker vessel. What are you talking about? I know many ladies that can beat up guys. So what are you talking about? Weaker vessel. Right? Anybody agree with me that that seems a little messed up? Yeah, a few of you. Good, I agree. That does seem messed up. Um, so let's talk about what this means. Um, vessel. Anybody know what a vessel is? What is it? Okay, like a blood vessel. So what is a vessel? Yes, sir. Okay. So what's a vessel? You're on it. Just say it. So it carries. So a vessel carries something. A vessel carries stuff. That is, that is what a vessel is. So this is saying the weaker vessel, the one that is weaker in carrying stuff. Now, remember, we're all made of what? dirt. Okay. So if we're all made of dirt and we're also vessels meant to carry something, you could almost say that we're like bowls. Okay. Just follow me here. Bowls are made of porcelain or clay or something like that. Um, and they're meant to carry something. It could be ramen noodles. It could be soup. It could be cereal. It could be just water, but either way, they are meant to carry something. Now, you look at these two bowls up on the screen, and they both contain the same amount of stuff, but they're different bowls. The vessels are different. Now, the one on the left is a thicker, kind of just plain bowl. The one on the right is a thinner bowl, but it's more ornate, it's, it's prettier to look at, it's more interesting to look at. There's more going on there. Now, they both carry the same amount of stuff. One's not better than the other at that. Now, if you drop either of these bowls from a particular height, they're both going to break. But the thicker a bowl, the more durable it is technically, right? So if you drop it maybe closer to the ground, the thicker one might hold up where the other one might break. But if you're just looking at the bowls and you're like, man... I'm having a nice dinner party and I'm having people over and I need to put some bowls out. You're probably going to pick the nicer looking bowl than the more durable bowl. Would you agree with me on that? Yes. And it may not be these specific bowls because you might not think those are pretty. It doesn't matter. The point is you'll pick the prettier bowl than the more durable bowl, right? So if we are vessels and we're meant to carry something, the thing we're meant to carry is God's spirit. We're meant to be vessels of God. And women and men are made differently. We are different. We're not the same. Men can tend to be more thick. 
We can be kind of plain. Like I said earlier, when you ask a guy, what is he thinking? And this isn't always the case. Some guys think a ton, really deep thinkers. But a lot of times we'll be asked, what are we thinking? And our answer is nothing. And that is the genuine answer. If you ask a girl, what are you thinking? And she says nothing. She is lying. I have never met a girl who has said nothing to that question. Could that, be the, could that happen? Sure, it could happen. I've not talked to every girl on the planet, so that could definitely happen. Um, but in general, this is kind of a general way of helping understand the two genders. Is they're just different in those ways. And the bowls, the vessels, that analogy kind of helps illustrate that. So when it says the weaker vessel, it's not saying that women are weaker than men in general, like as a rule, like they're weaker and not physically stronger. But it is saying that they're different than guys. Guys are, are, are this thicker vessel. Women are this more delicate or intricate or beautiful vessel. And there's something in women And this is women who have said this, not me saying this. Women have said that there's something in them that wants to be beautiful. Now, a definition of beauty has been hijacked by some people and by the world over the years. Because beauty is not defined by a lot of the things we define it as. God defines it. And I want you to know, ladies, that God calls you beautiful. And so God has made these beautiful vessels in women and these these men to know and love him, both of them to work together to carry him into the world in a relationship. And so we take this idea of these two vessels, one not being better than the other, but them just being different. And then you come into Ephesians 5. And it says, husbands, you're to love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, by holy, but be holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Men are meant to love the wife that they have married with everything they've got. They're willing, they're, they should be willing to sacrifice everything for them. Give up everything for them. If there was a bullet coming at their wife, they should jump in front of the bullet and take it for their wife because that is literally what God's calling us to. How could that, how is that possible, Brad? Why would they do that? Well, because that's how a relationship is set up to function in the way that makes the most sense because men are called to love their wives the same way Jesus loves all of us, willing to lay down his life for them. And then if the man is is living up to his role, then it makes the woman's role a whole lot easier because the woman's role is to submit themselves to your own husbands just as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, this sounds again like 
women are meant to be the servants of the guy. The guy is meant to be the boss. That is not what this verse is saying. That's not what this is saying at all. It's saying Jesus operates for us the same way a husband operating in his role in the right way with the right attitude, pursuing and knowing God, he is supposed to lead and love his wife in such a way that they are partnered together, taking on life together, tackling everything in life together to where the wife is willing to help come alongside and submit to her husband. What does submit mean? It doesn't mean just say, whatever you want, master. What a, that's not submit. That is not what submit means. It means work alongside, follow the lead of, in some cases. But when there's a big decision that needs to be made in the relationship, let's say, where do we move? Do I take this job? Do I not? If it's like a stalemate and it's like we could go either way, the wife is like, listen, I trust you enough to make this decision and I will go with your decision because I know you love me and I know you want what's best for us and I know you're listening to God in this. And so I'll, I'll go with you in that. So here's what's good about that for you ladies is that God's putting that on the guy. So at the end of our life, we're sitting in front of God and God's like, hey, what happened in your marriage? If the man didn't lead well, that's on him. If you submitted to him, you're like, listen, I trusted him. He, he, he did what he was supposed to do. I did what I was supposed to do. If we didn't do the right thing, he did it. But the point isn't who did what. The point isn't blame. The point isn't all that. The point is you're in this together. You're living life together. You're each equal partners in this. You're different. You need each other to do this. God said it's not good for Adam to be alone. I need to put somebody with him so he can actually do what I've asked him to do. So he can know me and he can serve me. That is the point of relationships. And I love what it says in Ephesians 5. Before it goes into these roles, it says, here's why we do this. Here's why, guys, you do what you're supposed to do as a husband. And wives, this is why you do what you do. It's because we love Jesus. The way it's phrased in verse 21 is submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So men, you're called to submit to your wife just like a wife is called to submit to you. It's not a one-way street. It's not just the lady saying, whatever you want to do, honey. You both are submitting to each other. There's give and there's take. There's working together. There's putting the other ahead of the other. Because the point is for each of you to help each other to know God and to serve God. So if you take that mentality and you take that idea and those roles into a relationship, it will alter the way that relationship works. If you enter into that relationship with selfishness, with this messed up idea of what you're supposed to be as a girlfriend or boyfriend, because don't get it twisted, the point of dating and the point of being a girlfriend and boyfriend is eventually to be a husband or a wife. That's why you do it. If you're like, man, I'm not looking to be a husband or a wife anytime soon, that's why we're saying don't date right now. <laughs> So if you take this mentality, this idea of, man, the whole point of this thing is to know and serve God. Um, I'm meant to do it in how God made me. He didn't make whoever I'm going to date better than me. He didn't make me better than them. This guy, if I'm a lady, this guy is meant to love me and be selfless towards me. 
I'm just telling you, ladies, if you get into a relationship and the guy is very selfish, you know he's not going to be a good husband. Because that's not what he's called to. Guys, if you get into a relationship with a lady and she is constantly like bossing you around, telling you what to do, it's not going to get better. And those are just two examples, man. There's all kinds of things you got to be looking for. Which is why the main thing we want to highlight is, listen, keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Submit to him above everything else. And he'll lead you to the person that's meant to be your helper, the one that's meant to help you know him and do the thing that God put you on the planet to do in the first place. And that's my prayer for you. That's my hope for you. That's what I'm hoping we talk more about in small groups tonight. And that whenever you date, later down the line, that you're taking this mentality into it, man. I want to know God better. I want to do what he's called me to do. And I want somebody to just come alongside me and help me do that. I want them to be trying to do the same thing. And so as I'm running after Jesus, and they're running after Jesus, that's how we find each other. We ran into each other as we were running after Jesus. Because what gets tough is when y'all aren't running in the same direction. One person's running after Jesus, another person's running after something else. And the relationships get gets really hard to actually live out these roles and to fulfill the purpose of what the relationship's meant to do. So let me pray for you. And then we want to just worship just a little bit more before we send you out to small groups, lifting up Jesus, reminding us of who he is and how important he is to us, and that he is better than anything in any relationship we could ever have. He is the best relationship we could have.